Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Call from... Scott. Scott. Yo, dude, what's up? How old are you, Scott? I'm 30-something, bro. You're what? 30-something. That's cool. Do you like your life? Yeah, my life's pretty cool, you know. I mean, I'm on vacation right now, so that's pretty sweet. Where are you on vacation? Uh, Rye, New Hampshire. Rye, New Hampshire? Rye Beach, New Hampshire. Why'd you go to vacation in New Hampshire? Um, my family lives up here, and my kids have never met them, so I took them up here. Hmm. Do you, do you like your family? No. This doesn't sound like much of a vacation. It's a vacation for my kids. My kids are happy. You know, we're from the Midwest. They've never seen the freaking beach before. So they got to see the beach. Um, but a lot of childhood trauma for me is coming back because I'm with my family and there's that whole bit. But I'll call my therapist when I get home. I'll be all right. <laughs> So a lot of you say a lot of childhood trauma has uh, come to you because you've gotten back with your family. Oh yeah, big time. All right, so if you're, you want me to tell family, you about it? You want, it's pretty funny. Like I and I got to like, I kind of got full circle on some of it. I yeah, I kind I kind of do want to hear about it. Well, because here's what I'm curious about: is if your family was traumatic for you, are you not afraid of of? Getting your your children inheriting some sort of grand trauma? <laughs> yeah, actually, I realized that today in the car. <laughs> well, all right, tell me what happened. So when I was a kid, me and all my brothers, right, like my mother's M.O. was she'd get us into the car and then pick a fight with us, right? And then when we, you know, fought back or, or did whatever, basically, she'd pull over and yell at us and say, all right, get out of the car, Right. So now she's like in her sixties or whatever. And, um, like we're driving down the road and, you know, she's, she's like basically picking a fight with me again, you know? So I got to pull over and be like, all right, mom, get out of the car. Hell yeah. That was awesome. You, you flipped a switch on her. Dude, I flipped the script, dude. Mm. Did that but feel we're good? Fun, you know, salt. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it felt awesome. Uh, but you know, we have saltwater taffy, uh, Beach, it's fun. Miserable, um, it's fun. I remember one time, my uncle did the same thing to me, where I was like fighting with my sister, and uh, we were in his car, and he 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 pulled over on the side of the road and made me 
stand and, and uh, uh, get out on. There was a big rock on the side of the road, like a big boulder, and he made me stand on on the boulder and wait um, before we wait. could continue. And I told him I had to pee, but he wouldn't let me. He wouldn't let me go pee, so I ended up pissing my pants all over this boulder. Jesus Christ, dude! That's see, that's childhood trauma right there, dude. Yeah, that's why. We're, that's why. I mean, that's why I'm not going to go visit him anymore. I don't know. I see. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand your your strategy of bringing your child back to the source. I mean, they have a really nice beach house. Like my mom is mm. all right, and she has a like as far as money is concerned. So she has kind of a beach house situation. So, so you're so you're willing to forget. You're willing no. to forgive. No, neither. Never forgive, never forget. Hold a grudge for as long as you can, but, you know, if they got a beach house... Unless if a beach house is involved. Unless there's a beach house involved. And, um, you know, like, I might be having a miserable time, but it's really not about me. I mean, my kids are having a great time. They've never met their cousins before. Jesus Christ, it's been forever. They never met their cousins, but, you know, now they met them and they're all having a blast together, so that's cool. Well, man, look, you're you're a you're a good father. I always, every time I see, you know, like if I go to Disney World or a theme park or something, and I see the the miserable adults with the happy kids, yeah. I'm like, you know, props to them, yeah. props to them yeah. for sticking it out for the kids. Shout so, out to the dads. Uh, hey, dude, it's Father's Day. It's Father's it's Father's Day weekend. You know what I'm saying? So, like, shout out to the dads, dude. Maybe your kids will give you a card with uh, money in it. Maybe, obviously, or like you know, a, a a stick of gum or something like that. At least something, dude. I mean, you know, their smiles is gift enough. You know, like I got the pictures and video of them up by the ocean. They're making memories. They'll always remember me pulling over to the side of the road and saying, "All right, mom, get out of the car." They'll remember that. Hopefully, it won't be traumatic. But you know, whatever. Well, hell yeah. Would you say your name was Scott? Thank you for sharing, Scott. Yep. Have a good night, you guys. Bye. You too. Call from Joshua. Joshua. Hello. Hey. Hey, man, how's it going? How old are you, Joshua? I'm uh, 23. You're 23? Yeah. I'm 23. Really? 23,000. Hey, that's pretty cool. Do you like being 23? Um, not right now, honestly. Why not? Well, uh, I woke up from a coma about six months ago. Really? So, yeah. You um, woke up from a coma six months ago. Yeah, I was in a coma for about a year. Woke up and uh, about six months ago, and just trying to figure shit out. I guess. How did you get in into a coma? Um, so I was hunting with one of my friends, and I got shot in the back of the head, and uh, that's basically what they told me happened i don't really remember anything before the tree stand so i'm not, i'm just going off what everyone else said you were shot in the back of the head um from what they said that bullet entry was from the back of the head um 
So, yeah. Who who shot you? Um, it well, it's kind of crazy. Uh, it was one of my friends. Um, I didn't know about it honestly for a while. Uh, everyone said it was an accident, or at least that's what I was told. Um, but about a week ago, I was playing baseball with my little brother, and I hit my head pretty hard. And a couple days ago, I was uh, like, stuff's been coming back to me a little bit, and I'm starting to think it wasn't an accident. Really. Yeah, because uh, I remember me and my friend were arguing about the hunting spot we were going to go to. And uh, I told him that I knew this one place that my grandpa used to take me. And he was, like, completely against it. And, like, we were arguing real bad. And, like, that's all I really remember um, before. Right, like, but, that, but that doesn't... Okay, but which hunting spot to go to doesn't sound to me like... You know the 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 scale of an argument that would end in your friend shooting you in the back of the head. Yeah, but like that would be a little petty, I'd say. We've been we've been arguing for a while now, though, because uh, I've been dating his sister, and he wasn't really too happy about it. And then, like, I'm I'm pretty sure there was more intentions behind it. I just remember arguing before. You know, everything just kind of went black. Mm. So you were dating his sister. You think that that made him upset? Um, I'm thinking it because I remember he wasn't too happy about it. But, like, he told me and his sister he was okay with it. And But he start, he's been treating me differently, like, before the accident. And then he just randomly was like, hey, you want to go hunting? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And... All I remember is him, like, him being determined on going to a specific spot. And I was like, no, I know a different spot. And then we ended up going to where he wanted to. And then I don't really remember much after that. And, like, for a while, I didn't remember how it happened. But, like I said, I hit my head pretty bad. And uh, it's starting to come back to me. And, like, I've been hanging out with him and stuff. But, like, I'm starting What's to read his account of the story? What? What's his account of the story? What does he say well, happened? Well, he says that he was trying to shoot a buck, and I just, like, he, the way he explained it is I got in the way, and it was an accident. But I'm starting to think it wasn't an accident because, like, he was in front of me. Last, the last I remember, he was in front of me. So I'm trying to, I've been trying to figure out for the past few days how he would manage to get behind me like i've sort of just accepted what people have been telling me you know because i'm trying to get back the past six months and like catch up on everything and like now now that i've had some time to sit and think about it and i, I just it doesn't sit right with me and like he's been acting like he's like i don't know if it's just because he's happy that i'm alive or what but he's been acting like apologetic a little bit he's like He's always buying me well, stuff. Yeah, well, fucking yeah, he's been acting apologetic. He shot you in the back of the head. I know, but he's been like, he's been buying me stuff. And like, he's been like, hey, he keeps asking me like, hey, do you remember anything? Do you remember anything? Asking, <laughs> I, I would be apologetic always, as well. He just keeps asking me if I remember anything from that day. And like, every time I tell him I don't know, he just, he, he's persistent. He's like, are you sure you don't? Are you sure you don't remember? And like, it, 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 That's like a at first, I, 
exactly because at first i was just like oh he just wants to make sure i'm okay and that like my brain's not fucked but i've noticed like the, he's been a little little weird about it and like i've slowly been giving him hints that i've known and he's been like like well, like for instance yesterday he was like hey anything come back yet and i was like yeah weren't we arguing and he kind of got a little nervous like i could tell by his voice he was like oh uh yeah yeah but we, we got over that that's that's nothing like he kind of blew it off pretty quick are, are you planning on i mean look have you like tried to press charges against him or something like that well i think i would need like actual proof that he like it was intentional and stuff for me to do something like that. I don't think I could just be like, hey, I think it was on purpose. Cause well, let me ask my, you like, another thing. Okay, so you 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 sort of, you think that this might have been on purpose. Who else have you talked to about this? Um, nobody so far. Like, I told really? my mom. You haven't talked to, like, a lawyer or... Well, I've talked to my mom CSI motherfucker or something like that. Well, I've talked to my mom about it, like, a little bit. I told her, I was like, hey, I'm starting to remember a little bit more, and she's been asking me about it, and I've been telling her a little bit, and all she's, like, and she seems, like, she's been telling me to just, like, not tell nobody and to just wait for her to figure it out, and she'll and she'll let me know, you know, what what, what we should do about it because, like, she, she has a lot of money, you know. My, my family's kind of wealthy, I guess you can say. So, like, I don't know if she's contacting, like, lawyers or private investigator or what's going on. But, like, I'm, I'm not really sure if I want to tell people yet because everyone's been treating me like, like, I don't, I don't know, different. How long? You were in the coma for, you said, what, six months? Yeah. And well, what, oh, do, what do you do? What do you do now? Um, nothing really. I've been, uh, I've been going to a lot of therapies still. Um, and do you, I mean, do you talk about this in therapy? Uh, not really, because I just feel like the, I don't want to blow anything out of proportion, because if I'm wrong, then I'm falsely accusing a good friend of mine. Like, I understand friends argue, and that could just be, like, us arguing a little bit, but... I don't want to. But what? Like, uh, now I'm curious. But I'm curious though. Why? Why are you? You know, if I if, if I'm hearing correctly, the only people you've told are me, an internet gecko, uh, who is a random guy, and your mom. Why would you not tell a therapist or if if your family can afford it, a, a, a lawyer? Because these are legitimate things. If you think. Let me tell you, if you genuinely think that your friend intentionally shot you in the head, you should tell this therapist, who I, I assume you're talking to uh, to help you recover from the coma. You should tell a lawyer, because they'll know. I mean, I don't know if they will, but they might know how to approach this situation you should you should you should tell someone if you have a suspicion that your friend shot you you know yeah but i just i feel like if i do and then it turns out that it was an accident then i'm losing my friend because i don't think like he would want to be friends with me after i accused him of something like that you know what i think i i you know what your friend well either your friend shot you in the back of the head you know 
Uh, yeah. uh, I, I think, I think, uh, you know, I would be nervous that my friend wouldn't want to be friends with him, wouldn't want to be friends with me after I did that. So, you know, I think that there's, there's a little bit of, of, of even ground to be made here. Um, it's worth talking about to someone legitimate, I think. Yeah, I probably should talk to somebody about it. Will you do that? Will you do that? Will you talk to your therapist and say, hey, I think that my friend shot me in the back of the face. And, you know, I, 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 I don't know. This might be, you know, a, a, a thing I could talk about in therapy. You know, something I, I, I personally think that's a legitimate thing to talk about in therapy is uh, your, your friend shooting you in the head in the middle of the woods. Yeah, I just I just concerned because like we've been friends since kindergarten and our families are really close. So, like, I'm not trying to ruin everything over just like a a, a thought or like a, a a conclusion that I've come to because it could just be like me piecing stuff together still without the complete story, you know? Sure, and and I get that, but that's why I think you should piece. I mean, you don't have to go straight to your friend and accuse him. But you should talk it out with someone. Well, that's why I call you. <laughs> well, you should talk. I mean, you should talk it out with a professional. I don't know anything about how the brain works. But listen, what do you say your name was? Uh, Joshua. Joshua, look, Joshua. If uh, look, I'll leave you with this. D- get a different hobby. What get? Get next here here here's here will be my actual get a hobby that doesn't involve guns if you can. You you said you were wealthy. Play croquet. Do any other rich guy sport. Get into golf. You know? Any do, anything that doesn't involve guns, I'm pro you doing. Do croquet, right. do fucking um what's the thing? Racquetball. Get a new hobby that 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 won't involve you getting shot in the head. That'll that'll be my final advice to you. go talk to your therapist about how you think your friend might have tried to kill you and then uh, learn how to play golf. All right. Um, before we do go, I just want to say that uh, thank you for all the content you make. Uh, going to physical therapy and watching your podcasts and everything has really helped me kind of keep sane. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. I'm I'm glad to hear that. All right. Bye. You have a good night, man. You too. Call from Mason. Mason. Oh, Jake. Hello, Mason. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Why are you good? Uh, I didn't expect to be here. I didn't expect you to be here either. Really? Really? Who are you expecting? We're- uh, uh, I wasn't expecting anyone in particular, but I, I'll tell you I was not expecting you. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. How old are you, Mason? I'm 18. You're 18? Yeah, 19 in a month. A little less, 15 days-ish. Are you excited? Uh, what, are you, what are you doing for your birthday? Uh, waking up. Uh, maybe taking a shower. Don't know. Think about it when I get there. Nothing special. The nineteenth birthday is not particularly special. Yeah. I mean, it's the last year of your teens. Yeah, um, that's kind of weird. Is it where are you? Are you? Do you feel old? 
No, not yet. I think once you're like past 22, I feel like that's probably when stuff starts setting in. Like, wow, my childhood is like genuinely over. Like, like there's nothing left of it. You know? Yeah. It's weird, though, because, you know, childhood is nice. But I look at it with rose-colored glasses. There's a lot of things about being a kid that suck. Right, but what what about being a child sucks? Uh, everyone tells you what to do. You have no agency over your life. You're you're. I mean, if you're like eight, like you're, I don't know, you have you're just uncomfortable all the time. You don't know who you are. Right. Okay. Um. You're, you feel a lot more vulnerable to the opinions of other people because you haven't had time to form your own opinions. I uh, feel like at the age of eight, it's not like you don't know what opinions are yet. Well, no, I mean, you, I'm just talking about younger, you know, I'm like, you know, 15 okay, right, or 14 okay. or whatever. Yeah, yeah I understand. Like when I was that. fucking 13. I was, I was nervous as shit all right. the time. When I was in sixth grade, I was like, I, I, I didn't want to draw any attention to myself whatsoever. Right. And now that I'm, you know, 47, um, you know, I'm a gecko on the computer. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's the life to be living, if I'm being honest. I mean, do you, you, you obviously like doing this enough to do it three times a week? Or, sometimes, you know? sometimes. Um, well, tonight's been a good night. Tonight I'm feeling good. I was just saying this, that some nights, some nights fucking suck. Yeah, yeah. I, wouldn't lie I mean, that. I doubt it's the easiest job, and I bet you get a lot of shit for it. But I feel like it's probably a good job once you have nights like these. I don't know which one outweighs the other more, but it's 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 nice when we have good nights, and and it only sucks when we go for a while without having uh, good nights. But uh, tonight's been a good night. I like this conversation. This you feels do? like a, a good back and forth here. I feel like I'm hmm. learning about you. You're learning about me. You I know? like learning about you, Gek. That's very sweet. But I, I have this thing where, you know, I, I, you've tricked me a little bit okay. into talking too much. Because I, I have this philosophy. I already know everything about myself. Not 100% true. But I know more about myself. I know way more about myself than I do about you. So I, I you know, curious okay. about you. You're 19. Are you in mm-hmm. college? I'm taking a summer class right now. Uh, I actually had a, a unintentional gap year. So. An unintentional gap year. What does that look like? Uh, so I was going to go uh, into the Navy, you know. So I left uh, for basic, and we had to quarantine for two weeks. And then uh, 38 out of, like, 40 people in my building got COVID, so we all had to stay there for another two weeks. So we were quarantined for a month. Um. After that, I went to boot camp for two weeks, and uh, a lot of us, just from like a month of inactivity, couldn't really complete the physical tasks that we could when we started, I guess. I don't know how to explain that. Um, I mean, I got I got lucky um, only having the quarantine for a month. When I was in SEPS, the guy... Uh, there were guys there that had been there since July of last year, and I I was there in February, so they'd been there so, for almost seven months. 
your ultimate goal, you want to join the Navy. No, not anymore. No, I'm just going to college. I'm going to get a business degree, uh, probably like a marketing major. And then I want to work uh, in real estate. In, you want to work in real estate? Yeah, in Texas. Interesting. Like selling it, you want to be an agent, you want to own yeah, your yeah, yeah. thing? Yeah. That's a good business from what I've heard about it. You can probably make a lot of money. You can probably work for yourself. Right. It's a good gig. What, what, now, let me ask you, what drives you? Is it money? You want to have a lot of money? You want to have the, um, uh, agency over yourself? Eventually, I just don't want a very repetitive job. You know, I want something where I could wake up every morning and have a different experience and not feel like I wake up every morning just slaving my life away to a job that I don't enjoy, you know? Can I ask, and I don't know, you actually, you probably know more about fucking real estate than I do. Uh, what makes selling real estate, in your opinion, a not repetitive job? Because I would think uh, it sort of is. You, you know, you wake up every day, you sell houses. Well, that, but... Real estate is like, it's not a repetitive thing in, in terms of how often you have to do it. You could sell, if you're your own business, right? And yes. you sell three houses a year. You're already making more than what the average household income is for in the United States. Really? And all, for only fucking three houses? Yeah. Yeah. If, if That's, that's if you do work under yourself. If you that's work under other people, then, I mean, sometimes they'll give you like a commission bonus, but not always. But, I mean, either way, it's still decent money. So. I like the idea that you fucking sell three houses a year and then you fuck off to, like, China. I'm not saying that I'm just going to fuck off, right? I'm Like, obviously, I'm going to keep putting in work. And those things are, like, they're still year-long projects where you're going to have to buy, like, a rundown, a shitty rundown piece of, like, a lot, right? And then you fix it up, and then you're going to sell it for almost double what you paid for. And that's what you're hoping yeah. for, is that you get more in your return. So. <clears throat> right. Um, well, you're going you're gonna to be... You, you, when you fix it up, you should uh, add some flair to the houses, man. If that's the thing, if you really want to if you really want to make this a creative job, you've got to be a special type of realtor person, right? You've got to be, like, taking, um, you know, houses in suburban neighborhoods and making them into arcades and shit. Right, you know, right. You gotta add Pac-Man wallpaper, and uh, I don't know, just get really fucky with it. You know, make the turn, add a add a mirror room where all the walls are mirrors, something okay. like that. I don't know. Right. Do, do, do get creative with the housing part. Right. Of it. That's just a way to 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 um, you know, add some some flair to it. Right piss and shit all over the walls and go this is a piss and shit house okay okay so yeah i i think that one would work honestly a kid died in here yeah i mean i think probably places with a little bit of history behind them you know absolutely exactly you're making a angle. property you're making, right you're, 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 you have to be creative in your storytelling because you're not always compel you you can't get a piss and shit house anywhere off the street that's a that's my specialty right there you know look I what did you say your name was? Mason. 
Mason, I like your yes and mentality. I like your creativity. I, I, I you know, I, I'd buy a house. I'd buy a house from you if uh, if, if I could afford one in um, in in the air in uh, you know if I, if I could afford a piss and shit house. They probably run for millions of dollars. But if 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 you know the market crashes, I'll be hitting you up. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for calling, man. You have a good rest of the night. Yeah, you too, Gex. See ya. Call from Hayden. Hayden. Wait. Oh shit! I'm actually on. You're on the thing, dude. Oh, nice. What's up? <laughs> Wait, hello? Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you. Oh. Yeah, your uh, your thing said like, do you know anyone? I called in oh, I because uh, about that. I actually don't know anyone. You don't know anyone? Yeah, I don't even know like a like a single person, dude. You know me. I mean, I guess that's true. Like, I know who you are, but like, I don't, I don't like know you, you know. But the, I mean, but you know who I am. Well, I mean, in, in that sense, I know like who a lot of people are, right? Okay. Well, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's possible for you to not know anyone. Not really. Like, I, I don't know anyone at all. I, uh, yes, I'm an orphan. I just, I just grew up. I didn't have any parents or parental figures. I, uh, I work like a, like a night security job. It's just me. I don't see anyone. I drive home. No one but me here. I don't think I've actually spoken to another person face to face for like, uh, probably about like two years really yeah are you so you grew up with nope i mean where did you grow up like what was your life like when you were 10 i just i i just like there wasn't a i just like started you know like that's it no school or anything just where, where did up. you when okay it te, when you were 10 years old and the yeah when i was 10 down, yeah i was um, i was uh i was working security like i said yeah where, where do you sleep in my bed okay where's your i have, where's I have like your a bed? i have a it's like in a, no, no, no no when you were 10 years old like where did you sleep yeah. at night well like i said like in my bed you know like i have like a i've got i've got like a like a bed at a place i sleep at it Who own? Who pays for the place to exist? I don't have to pay for it. It's just I can just sleep there. There's no one around. Like who no one operates cares. the facility, Hayden. I do. I'm the. It's my bed. You know. All right, Hayden. Yeah. We're gonna. We're. we're I, we can either talk like we, like you know two people having a conversation where they speak words, or I'll hang up. Right. Okay, I, I understand. I don't pay rent, if that's what you're asking. So, what what is this place? It's just the bed. It's not like a place. Like, it's just like the bed. Like, on like the... Like, outside, you know? In the woods. Do you know... Just the bed. Hey, Hayden. Yes. 
Hayden, who are you, Hayden? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm Hayden, Hayden, I need a com- Hayden, Hayden, I, I want to move on so fast. I need a conversation with a human being right now about things that makes um, sense to me in my head. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I really tried, but like this is actually my first conversation with a human being, and like, I mean, I said it was like two years, right? Probably, okay, probably around two. Tell me about two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, I remember it actually pretty clearly. Tell me. Yeah, the, uh, the last person I had a conversation with, I uh, who was it? I, uh, I ran out of toilet paper, so I went to the store to get some. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was the dude at the uh, the cash register, you know. He was like, "That's a lot of toilet paper." And I was like too nervous to say anything. Mm-hmm. Wait, hello. I think my my phone. Hello. No, I'm here. I'm here. Oh. <laughs> so. Okay, so you went to get toilet paper. Yeah. Um, I got like a lot though, so. Okay. Are you like a legit you're like a legitimate like agoraphobic? I don't know what that means. Like like I'm like afraid of something. Like I know the phobic part, I know that. What is an agor? Like, you know, like, be afraid to leave the house. Oh. Well, I mean, I don't have a house, though. You don't have a house? No, like I said, it's, like, in the woods. You sleep in a bed in the middle of the woods? Yeah. And what's that like? I mean, it's, it's kind of, like, it's, it's kind of chill. But I guess it could be kind of lonely. Is there a, a house over the woods, or it is a bed in the middle of the woods with nothing yeah, no, else covering it? It's it's in the woods. I mean, there's like woods around, so it's kind of like hidden from like view from outside of the woods. You know what I mean? Is there, is, is there are there four walls surrounding the bed? No. What? Where are you right now? In the woods. Really? Yeah. How do you charge your phone? Uh, I have a, I have solar panels, you know. It's nighttime. Well, I mean, it charges during the day, and I can use it at night. Can you yell as loud as you possibly can for me? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want like some. I've. You don't want I don't to want to alert anyone to my presence in the woods, you know? There's no one around. They're in the middle of the woods. I mean, it's... I, we say, like, in the middle. I mean... <laughs> it's... I may, be, I may be towards the edge of the woods. I right, may so have, you don't live... You live on the edge of the woods. Yeah, I may not have been totally honest, right? It, it's, it's oh, towards really? The you edge haven't of the been woods. totally honest with me? Well, I'm now I'm being totally honest. I don't think you are, Hayden. What do you mean? Hayden? I have advice I was just... you. Yes. You take your bed from the middle of the woods. And you said you yeah. work at the night shop, right? Yeah. They, they, do they pay you money to do this job? Yeah, they just... 
Yeah. They should. You should take some of that money, rent uh, an apartment or a house, and put hmm. the bed in that house and then sleep there. Hmm. Why? Um, I'm not here to judge you and how you live, but I, I want you to stay open to the possibility that that might be a happier existence for you than the one you currently live. Hmm. I mean... I mean, I, I don't know. It's, I feel like I'm doing alright. I think you are too. Thank you so much for calling, Hayden. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks for Thanks for having me on, dude. Have a good rest of the night. You too. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by funlove.com. Oh yeah, that's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. Funlove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps, Cock rings, chastity belts, go crazy, folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, Therapy Gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Liquid Death. What is Liquid Death? It might look like a beer or some kind of crazy energy drink, but it's not. Liquid Death is a healthy beverage brand that makes mountain spring water, low-sugar sodas, and low-sugar iced teas. I've been trying to cut down on my sugar this year, and Liquid Death sodas and teas have been super helpful as they are sweetened instead by agave. Liquid Death is bringing death to single-use plastic bottles with their infinitely recyclable cans. Liquid Death also donates a portion of profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. You can get free shipping of Liquid Death's Mountain Water, Flavored Spring Water, and Iced Tea 8-Packs with Amazon Prime, or grab a can or a case at your local 7-Eleven, Target, Walmart, Whole Foods, or on Instacart. Go to liquiddeath.com gecko to check out all their healthy, infinitely recyclable beverages and find your closest retailer. That's liquiddeath.com gecko. Liquiddeath.com gecko. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Personally, Prize Picks graciously set me up with an account for myself. I made some picks for the NBA, and I did make a little extra money, which I, of course, put safely away in a high interest savings account. Just kidding, I used it to buy candy. And you can get extra candy money too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO 
for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. Hey folks, this is Lyle here with a very quick message, just letting you know that this podcast does not have any advertising in it as of this very moment, but if you would like to support and make it easier for me to do more Therapy Gecko in the future, you can head on over to patreon.com slash lyleforever, and for only $5, you can make it a heck of a lot easier for me to put this whole shebang together. That is patreon.com slash lyleforever. You also get access to exclusive streams, exclusive Gek content. You also get access to the exclusive Gek Legends Discord. Patreon.com slash lyleforever. All right, back to the calls. Call from Jen. Jen? Yes. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You seem you seem very excited. Oh my god, I've been trying to call in for like a year. Uh, real, uh, do you are uh, do you legit you mean that like a year? Yeah, since like whenever you started. Started about a year ago. What's your yeah. what's your name in chat? Am I allowed to are you allowed to say? Um no. I don't know. My husband's the one who's always in the chat and I just call. What's what can I what can I know what he, his name is? I'm curious. I don't know. You could ask him. Have I spoken to your husband? No, this is the first time for both me and my husband here. I'll give you to him. He's really, probably so like, legit. So really so you so you uh oh here, let's uh, well so you how have you been trying to call in for a year? You haven't gotten in after calling in for a year? I feel like after a year. Yeah. Well, I usually, like, will give up after a while. Yeah. I'll just be like, fine, fuck it, I'll just go to sleep. Well, Jen, I mean, tell me everything. Tell me nothing. Well, I don't know. It's just you, me. It's my just husband. you? <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you something. You've been watching this for a year. Yeah. What I mean, what do you, when you what do you like about the callers when you when you like the callers? Some of them have very interesting stories, and I'm not going to be one of them. Like the guy who's like living on a cot in the middle of the woods. <laughs> I have I have I, I I don't I don't know what my own personal theory is about that one. He's probably full of shit. <laughs> but he, but even if he is full of shit, it's like, well, what's the, what's the real story here? Because right, w- is he actually agoraphobic? Like, is he just fucking with? Because when people are like legit fucking with me, I, they don't. There was something about that. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know what to make of it. Right. It's like, are they in the witness protection program? Like, who are they hiding from? Why do they may have to make up these obscure stories? It's weird. Because cool, I almost feel like if someone's fucking with me, if someone's like just there to fuck with me, they'll I, they would make something outlandish. I feel that wasn't oh, out, that, that was wasn't crazy. outlandish and, and crazy enough for me to be like, all right, this person's just going, you know, making shit up. Yeah, I just, usually at night, like, my creativity level is just not there to be coming up with this outlandish, insane stuff. So, apologies to everybody. 
I'm no, just, you don't have to. Well, you don't have to apologize at all. You have nothing to be sorry for. I mean, I don't know. Have you killed anyone? Have you murdered a person? I have not murdered a person. What would it take to get you to murder a person? Jesus, anonymity for number one, and a shit ton of money. That's yeah. That's it. Is if someone paid you <laughs> enough and you knew you to get away with it? That was not the answer I was yes. expecting. Yes. I was expecting a more noble sort of answer of like they would have to no. you know come across my child or whatever the fuck. Nope. <laughs> How much money would it take realistically? I mean, I guess it's not as black and white as that. I guess when we start talking these details, it's like, well, who am I killing? What kind of person are they? Do they deserve it? Sort of thing. So if they like really deserve it, like Harvey Weinstein, then like shit, like give me like ten grand, I'll be good. But if it's like really? a mom, yeah, if it's like a mom, like somebody who's living a good life, like I would probably feel terrible for the rest of my life if I did it. So we're talking you, like you, millions now. Do you support capital punishment? Well, I don't support the death penalty. I feel like people can be rehabilitated, but capital punishment. Like the That's death penalty. Yeah, do you support one. the death penalty? No. Wait, okay, so hold on. So, but that doesn't make sense because if you, like, if you believe that no one should, like, like, okay, if you believe that, like, a judge shouldn't be able to, in their judgment, say that this person has done so horribly that they deserve to die, like, how, so, but how, why, because that's my thing, because I couldn't do, I don't think I could, I, even if they were a really bad person, I don't know if I could be like, this person deserves to die, I, I don't know if I could make that decision that I think this person deserves to die. Well, I mean, I think that, like, once we start talking about, like, legality and, like, interpreting law is to say that, yes, this person did something so egregious that they should no longer walk this earth, I think that, I mean, we're talking about two different things here. Like, number one, we're talking about like, me just, well, like, like, killing someone I feel like we're not. Money. I feel like, like, the, we're talking about if someone does something so terrible, do they deserve to die? Well, that's true. I mean, yeah, you're you're asking me, like, how much money would I take for it? And, yeah, I guess in my, like, in my personal judgmental mind, like, yes, I could, like, say yes or no, like, just based off my own, like, but as long as I would be anonymous for it, fine. Yes, sure. But if we're talking like a judge interpreting laws to say like, yes, this person should die. They're a serial killer, child rapist thing. Then I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like maybe not that specific example, but people should be given the opportunity to rehabilitate. And I also feel like if the victim had something to say about it, they would probably not want that person to get off so scot-free with death. They would want them to, like, rot in a cellar or, like, in a cell for the rest of their life. So, so I don't 10 know. grand. Well, how yeah. Kill, like, how, like, all right, wait, hold on. Here's, okay. How much to kill, like, just, like, a guy who, like, works in an office and he's, like, not that cool, but he's he didn't, like, kill anyone or anything? Like, how much for that guy? <laughs> Are you talking about a coworker? <laughs> No, just, you know, just some random guy. Oh, I mean, do you know a, a co-worker? Oh, my God. Deserves I know to, a lot not, of coworkers. Not that doesn't deserve... Would, or do you have any co-workers that you would kill for a certain amount of money is what I'm asking, I think? 
Oh my god, <laughs> probably. But like, but like for like a lot of money. All right, how much? How much money to kill your the your receptionist? <laughs> Jesus, um, like a couple million. Really? Yeah. That's fucked up. Isn't it? This is what COVID has done to all of us. We just don't give a shit anymore. That's fucked up, man. I know. You I'm sorry. Kill your coworker for two million dollars. <laughs> Fucked up. So anyway, um, what you wouldn't you wouldn't kill anyone? I mean, for money, like for two million dollars? No, I wouldn't kill anyone for two million dollars. <laughs> How did we get here? I'm really not like a violent person. I've well, for the right price, you are. <laughs> yes. Um, My husband's left the room. He thinks I'm going to kill him now. How, how much? Well, how much for that? <laughs> oh my god! No, I I couldn't. I couldn't. That's um, like well, that's good. To, that's good to know. Um. Yeah. What's your husband's name in chat? Does he, do you really not know? I honestly like. I could give you. I could give him to you. He wants to know your name in chat. Anonymous. He says anonymous. <laughs> He's anonymous. Apparently. Well, I'm glad. Well, tell, I'm, I appreciate you guys uh, uh, being here for a year. That means a lot to me. Well, thanks. This is just. Uh, I mean, you're the only geck on the internet that gives fake therapy to anyone. So clearly, it hasn't worked for me. Well, well what the fake therapy? Well, it's work. I think. Well, I mean, how would you even define this as working? You know. Well, I mean, we're talking about. I mean, like, I would think that I'm a fairly normal person with nonviolent tendencies. Like, I'm a nice person. Like, I've got a good profession. I help people. But for some reason, but for we the right price, to... you would abandon all of that. <laughs> yeah. Mer- shoot I don't know. A coworker in the face. Yes, the receptionist. Do you not like her, or you just like... I mean, what would you do with $2 million? Oh, my God. I'd like, well, number one, I'd pay off my student loans. Like, that's for sure. Oh, okay. All right, you didn't mention you have student loans. Now I kind of get it. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I'm indebted to not only several banks, but to the government still for quite some time. So Um, I'd like to break the chains of indentureship. Oh shit! I gotta give a quick shout out to Scott Skylius for this for this raid. Nice He's a good hero. He's a good guy. Um, nice work. Actually, I don't know why I said that. He might not be a good guy. He raided he, me, but but I, I I can't say for certain that he's a good guy just because he raided me. I don't know anything about him. I think it's dangerous of me to have said that that he's a good guy because he might be a terrible person. He could be. He's probably trying to buy your favor. Him, I, you know what? Him, I would kill for two million dollars. <laughs> Same. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you, Jen. Thank you so it's much been for, fun. for being here. Um, yeah, no problem. You have a good night. I'll, I'll talk to you next yeah, year. You yes, next year. Ooh. All right, bye. Call from Jam and Sam. Ch-
Hello? Hello. Did I get in? Get into what? The chat. Like, the chat with am me, I talking yes. Wild? You are in a chat with me currently. You are currently engaged in a conversation with me over the phone. Hello, how are you? What's your name? It went quiet. Do I still it have you quiet. on the line? Hello? Hello. This is so What's weird. What's your name? But this is so- Sam. Sam, Sam, there's no Sam. Listen, Sam, I, I, I need you to know, and I'm not saying this to be harsh to you or anything like that, but uh, I'm only saying this because there's no time to evaluate the situation that that you're in right now. There is only time to be in it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. I, Tell me, I'm Sam. I'm kind of weirded out by it. Did you say your name was Sam? Yes. Sam, no time to think about how you feel. Only time to feel it. Sam, have how do you know that you are not dead? See, I don't really know. Like, are we actually dead or are we alive? Like, mm. I, I feel things. I feel my pulse. I feel my cat beside me right now. Like, mm-hmm. but then again, could she be a ghost too? Mm. Right? Mm. Like, we could both be ghosts just living in the ghost land of Earth. I don't know. Or are we in another, like, parallel universe that we don't know of? Sam, I get the sense from you that uh, you you maybe, you know, and I get this too. I get this too. Think think a lot about your surroundings, about who you are, about uh, what you're currently feeling, you know? Yeah. In your head, Sam. But um, yeah. look, I, I, I implore you, and I'm only telling you this because I'm telling myself this as well, to be in the world more than you're thinking about your place in it, Sam. Are we in an, a simulation right now? We might be. I actually think if we were, though, it wouldn't matter. The whole, the question, if, if I had to give my personal answer to this question, are we in a simulation, I'd say it doesn't really matter, right? Think about this. You woke up True. tomorrow morning on CNN, on all the news places, everywhere on Twitter, everything was life is confirmed to be a simulation. What would you do? Would it just be part? I think, I think it would just blend into the news cycle. Oh, yeah, life's a simulation. I still got to go yeah. to work. I still got to feed my dog the, the freaking simulated pixel food. You know, I, we still got to do things. We still got to live right? life, simulation or not. Oh, God. Your father, your dad's still your dad. Start. Your cousin's still your cousin. The simulation <laughs> doesn't matter. We still would do the things that we have to do. You can't just not go to school just because it's not real. Or maybe you can. But what if, but what if you don't want to anymore? Like, what if you just want to skip out and, like, go to a different country or... I don't know, eat pasta every day for the rest of your life, see what happens, right? Sam, it sounds like, like you've you've it sounds like you've defined the goal for your life. It sounds like you've defined I mean, the thing that you would like to do. That is my goal in life is to just eat all of the happiest pasta in the world and love pasta. What's your favorite pasta? Sam, I wish you the best of luck in uh, achieving that goal. And I'll be rooting Thank for you. you all the way. And by Thank the you. way, you, I just guys. want you to know I want you to know, people are going to tell you that you're pronouncing pasta wrong, but who are they to be the authority 
on anything that takes place in your version of reality. Never they forget can't that, Sam. Me. <laughs> Never. You, have a good rest of the night. <laughs> you too, love you, Gek. Call from Blaine. Hello. Hey, how's it going, Gek? How do oh. you know you're not dead? Hmm. So I was thinking that it doesn't matter because if it's true that we are dead and there's other existences, then they would be relative to the existence that they're in. So if we are dead now, but we can witness babies being born, old people dying, young people dying too early then this is it, you know, it's all relative. So if we're dead now, well, this is our dead life. And so to me, that's why the question, not to say your question doesn't matter, but if someone's actually worried about that, then just know it's relative and enjoy this death, life, whatever they might think it is, simulation. How do you like to enjoy the simulation, the death life? What do you do? <laughs> I don't think it's true, but um, how do I enjoy it? I just, I hang out with my wife. Um, and that's about all I do now. I just moved how did you meet your to wife? a place um, without any friends. But... Um, Met her in college. What class? At the library, actually. Uh, studying for. Do you remember the first thing class. you said to her when you saw her in the library? First thing I said to her. Yes. Probably just hi. You know, she. I remember she uh, talked to me. I think first. We were sitting down and there was, uh, I was sitting down first. There was an empty seat and then another guy. And so she sat down right between us and started talking to him first. But when he mm -hmm. got up, then I started talking to her. I don't remember the first words, but that's how it, how it went and um, how the conversation started. How do you feel? Do you feel bad that you were the second guy that she talked to like the guy she was having a pretty good conversation with the first guy and then he got up to leave and you were sort of like a second place conversation or is that i wasn't thinking that now I'll, I'll i'll tell her like i'll tease her about that like what was going on you were flirting with that guy before me but she didn't know who i was so i don't really care well, um, let me ask you one final question yeah do you believe when you look back how old are you 27 through 27 all the great things that have happened to you in your life how many of them what percentage of them did you initiate versus they happened upon you such as your wife talking to you first I feel like most a lot of great things are from me initiating because at the end of the day I asked for her number when she left the table. Yes. Um, and other things, but you know. Um, yes. Yes. Um, you're getting the you get the pitch, balance. right? You 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 you're lucky enough to have ran into 
many pitches. Very lucky. But yeah, and at the end of the day, you're the one hitting them out of the park. I like that for you. What did you say your name was? Blaine. I love you, Lane. You have a good rest of the night. Hey, you too, man. Later. A kid named Lane bullied me in high school, actually. And now he follows me on Instagram. And I post clips of this stream and he likes them. So, I guess, I guess we're cool now. Call from... Rico. Rico! Oh my god! I was eating a sandwich and you answered. Wow. What kind of sandwich? It's a sandwich from Jersey Mike's. It's got provolone, uh, roast beef, turkey, and bacon. Mm, that sounds delicious. Oh, it is. It is. That's how I normalize. Do you want me to let you finish eating the sandwich before we move on? Uh, I just spit it out. Cool. You spit it out. Yeah. Listen, I would have let you finish. Listen, man, I would have let you finish that one bite. You know, just a little bit. Out. It was just bread at that point. When you say but. it's just bread, I feel like bread is an integral part of the sandwich, and the bread you would have wanted the bread to be the part of the bite. Yeah. Yeah. I How do you know you're not dead? Um, pain? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't choose to be in pain. I don't think anybody would. Physical like pain? Like those memes. Um, sometimes. I kind of have like a, eh, both. I mean, every way you deal it, something happens. Mm. But yeah. What's the most recent pain. painful experience you had? Um... It's weird. It's it was a painful experience, but like good to some people. Sure. Uh, my dad looked at me and wanted to be me for a second. And I was just like, "Fuck you." <laughs> you said he wanted to be you. Yeah, like he looked at me like I'd always wanted to look at me, like as a kid, but he like hated me, and like he looked at me and he just smiled and he's just like, "Don't cut your hair." And I was like. In my head, just like, fuck you. <laughs> hmm. But yeah. Why was it painful that your dad was envious of you? Uh, just, yeah, like I said, he just, like as a kid, he just wanted to live vicariously through me. But, um, kind of figured that out as an adult, but, uh, it's all cool now. Hmm. Because, do you feel like because he wanted to live vicariously? Through you, he tried to dictate a lot of your actions. Yeah. Yeah. But now I'm an adult and, like, you can't, you know, really do shit, so. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's my life. Right. Uh, you know, it's funny because you said that you view this as a painful experience, but that you, you even said yourself that others might not view it that way. Yeah. Because, you know, when I think of it, I think of it like, you know, how old are you? 29. 29. Your father's envious of your youth. You know, he knows that you have something valuable. 
right? Yeah. So even though, you know, it's caused you a lot of pain to have to take his direction, I feel like this experience, it could help you even maybe realize the, the, the valuable thing you have, you know, your youth. Get inspired oh, yeah. by I'm, that. Uh, I'm going to be youthful until the day I die. Like, I'm going to be that old man, like, you know, doing crazy shit, smoking weed, having fun, I like making that. jokes. I like that. Youth is eternal. I like that. Stay young, my friend. Thank you. Stay sticky. Have a good night. Thank you. Bye. Call from... Jose. Jose. Hello. Do you like when people say your name? Does it give you a small hit of dopamine? No. No, why not? You can call me anything. My Jose, name am I on speakerphone right now? Yes. Would you mind taking me off speakerphone? It's a little bit hard to hear you. Is that better? Much better. Because, um, you know, some people... And I've heard this. I've heard this. I talked about this the other night. I've heard this. It's all over the internet. People saying things. People saying, I don't want to be perceived. Have you heard this? Yes. Where do you lie on the spectrum of I don't want to be perceived to I enjoy copious amounts of attention? I don't really think about my own perception. But really? I did at one time used to enjoy copious amounts of attention. Hmm. And what happened to change that? I started living in the world more. Mm. Tell me about the time period that you enjoyed receiving copious amounts of attention. What were you receiving? What were you receiving copious amounts of attention for? Being five or six years old. Mm. You know, you can fart and someone would be happy with you. What else would you do for attention? Would you act up? Would you bite other children? Would you break things? <laughs> no. I didn't have fun like that. Mm. Okay. So about how old were you when you stopped having such a strong desire for attention? 18. 18? Yeah. Okay, so when you were in high school, were, were you... Uh, well, I was out of high school. Then. I dropped out. You dropped out. But but when you were 16, you know, a young adult, mm. a much different situation yeah. than being a farting five-year-old, would you do right. things for attention? No, because a 16-year-old farting isn't cute. No, I don't mean the, I don't mean would you do those specific things for attention no. that you did when you were five. I mean, would you in general do things for attention? Yes, I would. What would you do? Make fun of my friends. Make fun of teachers. Mm-hmm. Act up. Mm-hmm. You know what's so weird about being in school is that bull is that, and this is a this is true. I'm actually remembering this now because I haven't thought about it in a while. But it's weird in high school and middle school. Bullying other kids with other kids brings the kid that you're bullying the other kids with. He brings you guys closer together. Like if you 
and another person make fun of a kid together, it brings you and that other person a little bit closer. You know, it's funny, you even brought those kids that we made fun of together with us. Sometimes, maybe. I mean, I, I was mostly making fun of my friends. I didn't care what other people were doing. Sure. I remember in middle school, if you hated someone and someone else hated someone, you would form an alliance over your mutual hatred of the person. I'm not talking about a lighthearted rhythm here. I'm talking about, you know, making kids not want to come to school. Oh, geez. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's 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 heartbreaking. That part. Mm hmm. So you'd make fun of teachers, you'd make fun of kids. I'd make fun of teachers all the time. Really? Do you think it made them like you? <laughs> do you think it do you think the fact that you made fun of them you didn't default to giving them your respect made them try even harder to earn it? There were a few, I bet. You know, at that age you don't really give a shit though, because you're just a shithead kid. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to really curse on this. You can say whatever you want on here within reason. Okay. How old are you now? 33. 33. And are you comfortable with the amount of ascension that you receive as a 33-year-old man? Oh, I get way too... I get more than I want. I want to be ignored. That's why I liked the COVID masks. Mm -hmm. I like that, too. Yeah. Helps you feel a little more anonymous. Mm-hmm. You feel like you get too much attention? No. But anonymity is amazing. Why do you like anonymity? Anim <laughs> That's a good question. Probably because maybe what you had asked me earlier. I had been spending all that time as a teen, as a young adult, looking for attention. And then when it finally comes your way, it's not what you really thought it would be. It's exhausting, you know? People can be exhausting, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They could be really tiring. Um, you know, they have their problems. You don't get a second to even talk about your problems, and then... Now you're left. Smoking a cigarette in the darkness while the rain falls. It's very poetic. No, I agree with you, though. Um... Yeah, a lot of attention can definitely be exhausting. I feel you on that. It would be nice to be anonymous. Uh, being anonymous and rich would be cool. Like no one knowing who you are, but having a billion dollars. You could just go oh, yeah. somewhere. You just dress in a t-shirt and jeans and no one knows that you've got a billion dollars in your pocket. Yeah. How much money do you have to your name? I'm sorry? How much money do you have to your name? I don't even know. That's how anonymous I try to be. Even to myself. It was a pleasure speaking with you, Jose. You have a good rest of the night. You too. Call from... Paul. Paul? How do we know we're alive? I have an answer. I think I have an answer. What? How do we know we're alive? I think I have an answer. Okay. Rene Descartes said, I think, therefore I am. 
the mere feeling of experience necessitates that one is alive. I don't think by virtue of being dead, you don't experience anything. At least. Well, let me tell you something about Rene Descartes. He's dead as shit. <laughs> and so nothing he and look when you here's the thing no people don't know this but when you die nothing you did while you were alive matters anymore you're dead now this time you know look i he i'm sure he was great when he was alive but there's new people i try to i don't look i don't i don't really pay that much attention to history and historical figures because i just i don't live in the past you know fair well, then what do you think dead, about the notion you're of... Done. I don't like this side thing where people write books and they're like... And then you read them and it's like they're trying to tell you stuff even though they're already dead. It's like, you're dead. You Leave. There's new people in the world. New and, thoughts. Well, I'll totally new listen to ideas. them because they know more than you do because they're still alive. So I'm sure Rene Descartes, at the time that he was living in 1495 or whatever, was smart. But he's not smart anymore. He's dead. And, and I mean, I don't even think we should read any of his books anymore because he had his ch he had his chance to tell us all the stuff he wanted to tell us. But he's dead now. It's over. He needs to learn when to throw in the towel. So what would you say your name was? Paul. Paul, I appreciate um, you bringing this to my attention. But, you know, look, try to get try to get your inspiration from someone who's alive. Because people who are alive know more than people who are dead. That's just what I believe. Well, Thank you so much for well, calling in, Paul. Thanks, Gag. You have a good rest of the night. I love you. Love you, too. Call from... Ben. Hello? Hey, Gag. Long-time watcher, first-time first caller. Uh, I thought a lot about your question for tonight. Good to hear so. from you. Tell me. All right. Me so, I mean... Well, so a few weeks ago, um, I was getting really high and I had this thought that one day I'm going to die and I actually don't know what's going to happen. Um, and so it made me think about this for quite a while. And finally, I came to the conclusion, Gek, that unless I know what happens after I die, I don't know if I'm dead or not. Mm. And so I guess mm. we'll go ahead. Oh, you were going to say unless if you know what happens after you die, you don't know if you're dead or not? Right, because, I mean, if, if it's nothing and I don't know anything, it's kind of like before I was born. But, like, if it's something like, oh, I go to heaven, well, then they're going to tell me when I get there, hey, you're dead. Welcome to the, you know, welcome to the afterlife. And the only thing I don't know, maybe it's reincarnation. And then you'll never know because it's an endless loop. But, yeah, it's, it's tough to think about. Um, but the biggest thing for me is it just creates this sense of, like, uncertainty and, uh, mm -hmm. I didn't have that before growing, like I just turned 25. And so I just started getting this feeling. Uh, and I don't know, is it normal that people like think about death a lot after like a certain age? What about you? Well, I think it's good to think about death because, Why? um, well, cause it gives you an appreciation for life, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, what did you do today? You know? I mean, like that—that's the thing. I feel like I, I wasted my day. I woke up. I had a had a coffee. You know, I went yeah. went downstairs and smoked a bowl, and you know, nice. contemplated the world, watched some mm -hmm. news. But like, kind of like 
life is just sort of going by and I, I look at other people's lives. You know, I saw this guy who just, you know, I mean, like everyone's life is a story, right? I saw this guy who had just gone to jail for embezzling, you know, like $400 million, you know, from, from his company. And I'm like sitting there wondering, is this like when this guy was my age, is this what he thought his life story was going to be? Getting, you know, wrecked in prison because <laughs> he couldn't keep his hands off the money. <laughs> Right. Are you are you saying that you wish that you were doing something as cool as embezzling four hundred million dollars? No, absolutely not. Um, like that's the thing. I don't know what I think would be cool because I don't think that guy probably in like retrospect thought that was very cool, especially now that he's in prison. Um, no, I, well, okay, I, no. When he got caught, it was probably not cool. But no, at the time, he absolutely thought it was super cool because oh. he had he at the, at the time he had four hundred million dollars, which oh, absolutely, is pretty random, yeah. I think. I mean, yeah, and, like, that's the thing is, like, does it actually have consequence if we just turn it into nothing when we die? And, you know, back to the, the simulation that the other caller was talking about. Like, I mean, sure. simulation or just turning to dust and, you know, being a speck in the billion-year span of the universe. Does stealing 400 million, you know, made-up pieces of paper really mm -hmm. matter? Mm -hmm. Well, What do you um, think? Mm -hmm. It seems like you're becoming aware of your own mortality, which, like I said, is yeah. good mm -hmm. because uh, we live our lives all the time. Like we're not going to, you know, just fucking die. Sure. Um, but if you think every single day that you're going to fucking die, mm -hmm. um, then I, I feel like you would live your life with more intent. That's that's kind of how I feel right now. It's just the position. I, it's, it's another like ish, existential issue. It's like the position of my life. Doesn't... Tell me something. Go ahead. Tell me, tell me something. If you were living your life with more intent, what would your life look like? What would you be doing every day? I would probably be like out in Central Asia, uh, driving around in like a Toyota Land Cruiser, just exploring and like meeting like local village people and doing riding horses and learning falconry. How much? No bullshit. Uh, right now in cash, like ten grand in crypto, about like eight. Well, probably not as much today. And then like 40K in stocks. You have 40K in stocks? Yeah. Sell some stocks. I, I hold it called PSTH. Uh, oh, it's pretty you, awesome. I mean, look. Okay, mm -hmm. so your net worth is like, you know... Like 60K. Yeah, you have 60K. Sell some fucking stock. Okay. And then go... Do you have a job? Uh, it's like a work from wherever job. Oh, go to go to Central Asia. Or okay. You can't, I don't know. I don't know if you can go to Central Asia right now, but go somewhere you, know, you can go. You so know what? I'll, I'll, go, I'm gonna book alone. the ticket. I'm gonna go book alone, the ticket right go, now. Go book a hostel. Book a hostel. Mm -hmm. Okay. Go alone and start talking to other people because there's gonna be other people mm -hmm. your age at the hostel yeah. and do it. Yeah. Okay. It. I'm gonna book the ticket right now. Thank you. Book the ticket. Absolutely. Have a good night. You too. Call from Naomiyo. Naomiyo. Oh hi. Naomi, yeah. I have a question for you. Yep. How do we know? How do you know you're not dead? I don't know. Does that scare you? Um. Sometimes it scares me. Does it scare you today? Mm, not right now. Why do you think it doesn't scare you right now? Um, I'm feeling I'm feeling optimistic today. I'm feeling happy today. 
Do you typically feel optimistic? Um, typically, yes. Mm. What do you think is the prime reason why you so often feel optimistic? Um, part of me thinks that it's just a part of my disposition, like it's maybe biological. Um, and I also just find that in general, when I am optimistic about things, then I, I'm generally happier. So it's kind of like a snowball effect, I guess. I find that interesting. You say when you're optimistic, you feel happier, mm-hmm. which so and so therefore you choose to be optimistic i think that's really cool to be honest with you because a lot of the time i've looked at optimism and pessimism uh not so much uh, uh, as a choice as you've just described but as a you wake up and this is how you're feeling but Mm -hmm. I, i like the intention behind all this Oh, well, thank you. I, I, I wasn't aware that it was, um, I don't know, interpreted differently to people. Do you find it difficult to choose every day to be optimistic? Um, I don't find it difficult, but I do, I do find it, I find that when I'm having a bad day and I'm feeling sort of down and, and pessimistic, it is sometimes hard to get out of that funk. Mm. When you find yourself in this funk and you make an effort to get out of it, uh, what are you doing? What are you thinking? How do you, what action are you taking mentally to revive yourself and back into this optimistic place? Um, Something you, you say to yourself, think to yourself. Yeah, usually, for the most part, the strategy I've been using lately is if I'm having a bad day, I will just tell myself that today's a bad day and that's okay. And tomorrow's another day. And usually the next day, things are much better. Even just having slept on it with nothing actually changing in the world. Interesting. You know, I've typically some been been a pessimist, or, or no, no, not a pessimist. I've been skeptical. I've been skeptical of affirmations, mm-hmm. but this sounds like a good one because uh, it's a long-term strategy here. Mm-hmm. You know, you if you accept that today just in in your day, but the next one might be. You're playing a long game, and the only games you should ever play should be long games. So I like this. I like this. Thank you for sharing this. Yeah, of course. Thank you for everything you do and for your um, therapy gecko. I, I enjoy it. Thank you for your Naomio. Mm-hmm. You have a good rest of the night. Yeah, you too. Call from? Leif. El, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Canada. Canada. Um, How are things going up there? Yeah, it's kind of 
it's kind of nice. Like things are opening up and we can go out. Uh, I don't know. It's been like a hard year, you know. Where you been going? Uh, nothing. Studying mostly and chilling, you know. Uh, you've been studying and chilling. Yeah, like uh, that's how my year been. And I found out about you like yesterday, and man, I gotta say you're really cool, man. Really? Can you? Uh, you know, it's weird because you've only known you've known about me for only a day, and you're saying I'm really cool. Yeah. But at the yeah, end of the day, but it's, I feel like is a day. You know, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is like, is a day long enough? Have I? Do you feel like I've provided you? enough information maybe not me directly but i guess my whatever social media online presence has provided you enough information only in that one day for you to make the judgment that i am cool like to be honest uh like in my uh mother country like we don't have people like you like doing this type of thing like so when i saw you <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 saying that like this is just a normal thing in America is people doing this. This is m multiple people. I like I have no idea. Like this is something really new, you know. Interesting. Interesting. I like I like the fact that um well how recently you're you're saying have you I mean are you new to your your mother when did you leave your mother country? Uh, like seven months ago, I came to Canada to have my college degree. Okay, all right. So you're actually all right. So it sounds like you know, I'm in a position right now where I could take advantage of your lack of American culture, and I could just tell you that dressing up as geckos is is, is just a nat it's just something that we do come every um, you know June twenty first in America. I could convince you of that, and you would just believe me because I, you know, no. you think I'm cool apparently, and um, you don't have prior knowledge to compete with. So I could, no. just, I could just tell you that, and you would take it at face value. It seems. It's not like I don't know anything about the American culture. Like I've seen, I know a lot of things, but something like this, this is the first time. Like, you know, where where is your mother country? I'm African, actually. I'm from North Africa. Nice, nice. And um, what made you want to come to Canada? Like, the universities are good here, are better than European universities, you know. And yeah, Canada is really, really chill, you know. Mm, yes. Yes, I have got I have gotten that sense from Canada. All the Canadian, every Canadian that's called into the show sounds sounds very, very Canadian. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Couldn't explain it if I wanted to. Where do you What do you study? I'm studying computer science. Okay. What do you What do you want to uh, be when you grow up? Like uh, I don't know, maybe. I'm not sure about that. Like, I haven't chosen the specialty yet, but I want to be an electrical engineer, you know? Electrical engineer? Yeah. 
Interesting. But th- this is the problem. This is why I wanted to talk to you because this is not Please. what I want. This is what my parents want. Ah, you know? uh, okay. Okay. Do you have something that you do want to do? Yeah, I want to play soccer, man. I, like, that was my dream like since I've been, I don't know, three, four years old. You want to play soccer? You know, yeah, I want to um, be... You want to, when you say you want to play when you say you want to play soccer do you mean you want to you want to be a professional I don't know how, I don't know how the fucking leagues work or anything but you want to be a professional player Yeah I want to be a professional player you know Interesting but, uh, How does one like, how do you do that I don't know anything about soccer I don't watch it I'm not in the FC league or the 20 or the LC league or whatever it is How do you yeah. what, what is the path to doing that even Like this is something something that I noticed here in America. Like people don't know anything about like soccer, and it's huge in Africa and Europe. It's something that you everybody watches soccer. Everybody plays soccer. Everybody loves. No, we know like every player from every nationality, from every country, from every team. You know, and yet we got you to call it soccer. Yeah, that's the problem. Like. For seven months, like everybody, like been when I say soccer, they uh, when I say football, they be like, no, it's not football, it's soccer. Mm-hmm. That's really dumb, man. But they can't play argue. soccer. It's you know, it's whenever people tell me that like they have a thing that they want to do, I always tell them that they should like make content on the internet because um, I, I believe that that's a way, like a path to being able to do a lot of things. Uh, now soccer, becoming a soccer player seems very difficult. Although, I don't know. If, if soccer's so popular that, like, you could make a living in, like, a minor league. I don't know. I don't know what the legit, what the practical process is of doing that. Um, like, I'll say, the member, like, uh, there is a big football player that I personally love. He's my favorite. His name is Cristiano Ronaldo. On Insta- sure. only on Instagram, like he made in 2020, he made 47 million dollars only from Instagram without without the soccer, without the companies, without anything. You sure? Well, because yeah, what like- I was gonna say is, I mean, uh, what I would do is, you know, uh, uh, if you can't become a soccer player, if the world of soccer is big enough, you could m- make soccer related content on you know tiktok or fucking twitch or something like that and try to build something off of there yeah like i had this idea and it's like been buzzing in my mind for the past while you know okay what's the what's 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 the idea here like i want to make videos of me like doing tricks I don't know, and teach people that don't know how to play soccer, how, like the basics and things, you know. What did you say? Because like, I like sharing with people, you know. What did you say your name was? Uh, Leif. Leif, I love it. I think that's a fantastic idea. I think that's wonderful. <laughs> I I'm dead serious with you right now. I think you should make tick. You should learn how to make. TikToks, go watch. I don't know if you're on TikTok, but watch some of that shit. Learn how to get your lighting right and make your fucking uh, uh, soccer videos. I think that's a great idea. You know, look, you might find, 
You might find you might you could even like here's the thing, man, is like with the internet, y you could build up a, a tiny little audience. Really? Something could happen, you know. Like I, I don't, I don't think that that's unrealistic anymore. You trying to be fucking the next Chris, 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 uh, whatever Ronaldo. Yeah. Unrealistic. <laughs> well, we'll be honest. But building up an audience on the internet for soccer content, achievable, in my opinion. I would. Yeah. I, I think you should do that, man. I think you should make some TikToks. I think. Um, I think you should go for it. And also, it's not like you have to fucking drop out of school and spend 12 hours a day doing it. It's like, you know, you have a few hours here, a few hours there. You work on the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a great idea. If I drop, if I drop out of school, my father would, like, shoot me, you know? Well, you don't have to drop out of school to do it. I, I you, you have, for whatever it's worth, the gecko guy thinks you should do it. I think, uh... Uh, definitely, definitely give it a try. Yeah, that's like, thank you, man, for For sure. This, and here's another thing. Is, look, another thing is, sure, there might be a lot. Here's thing, and this is going to sound cheesy. This is going to sound cheesy. But I, I, I believe in it. I really do. There's a lot of people out there that make soccer content, which is true. There's a lot of people out there that make soccer content. And again, going to sound cheesy. Get ready for some cheese. But there is only one you, Leaf. So people are gonna want to come to see you specifically. So you know, make sure you you're yourself in these videos, not trying to be like all the other people out there making soccer content. Yeah, that's that, this is one of the best advices I've got. Like, especially with no one to talk to, you know. Hell yeah, man! Look. Power to you. Do you have any of these accounts already? Like, do you have an Instagram? Do you have a thing? Uh, I follow have you, Leaf. But, you know, I tried, like, streaming once. I was playing Call of Duty, uh, Call of Duty Warzone. I tried streaming, but a lot of people were really mean and shit. That's why. Uh, people are, <laughs> I, people are, I'm not reading the chat, but I'm sure people are being mean to me right now. I've had hundreds yeah. and hundreds of comments I'm sure telling me to kill myself over the past hour. But I'm going strong, baby. You can too. Like, that's really true, man. People can be dicks sometimes. Do it up big. Don't let the people be in. Look, go for it, dude. How old are you, by the way? I'm 21. Oh, God. Go do it. Go make, go make soccer TikToks or football TikToks. I believe in you, Leaf. Yo, thank you for uh, thank you for calling in, man, and sharing. You have a good rest of the night. Thank you, man. You're the best. <laughs> of course, of course. Okay. You take care, Leaf. Bye -bye. Call from Modi. Modi. Uh, hello. Hey. How are you? How are you? Um. You want the fake answer? Mm, sure. Managing? To, uh, to, or is that to imply that the real answer is that you are not managing? Yeah, I'd say so. What what is that? What is there to manage? Uh, I guess uh, expectation. Expectations of what? Uh, expectations 
for myself, expectations from my family. There's a hair in here. What does your family expect uh, from you? Uh, They want me to follow like the traditionalist model. You know, they want me to be successful wife, kids, house, money. It seems like money is, yeah, all the fingers get in there. It seems like money is like the only, the only way to measure my success. There's two hairs in here. How much money do your parents want you to have? Well, um, my grandparents were, my grandfather owned an insurance company. So his kids didn't meet up to the expectation. And I feel like they're, they just want me to be what they didn't get to be. Well, what do you want to be? Uh, to be honest, I really want to be an an actor or uh, something and something to do with film. Film was always my escape when I was a kid. I'm telling you all. I'm telling you all. I'm telling you all. I'm telling you all. I'm telling you what I told Leaf. I'm telling everyone listening to this because I've seen it happen 8,000 times. It happened to me personally. It happened to my friends and it happened to people. I see it all the time. I am telling you, if you want to be an actor, if you want to make soccer content, if you want to do the, make a tick, make a TikTok account, make a TikTok account and make TikToks. That's what, that's your number one. What is it? The number, I, the guarantee fastest way that you will be able to make a living being an actor. You'll be able to eke out $30,000 a year being an actor is with TikTok. You should make TikToks. That's my that's my practical that's my practical actionable advice to you. Um, to be to be honest, I bought uh, I went out and I got a microphone nice. because uh, I I figured that I'd start voice acting. This, nice. When I was a kid, I, I was like in all this acting crap and, you know, the little little classes and groups and whatnot. And then when I was a little older, we moved cross country to from California to Florida and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff went away. But uh, mm-hmm. there was this when my dad was younger, he he had this shot to be a comedian and he got scared. And when I was a kid. He naysayed me out of it. He made me feel like, you know, people are going to see you and they're going to be, you know, they're, they're going to they're going to put you down. That's that's all your life is going to be people putting you down. And so since then, I've just had <laughs> I've called I've called right, but your dad, like here's the thing. Let me tell you something about your dad. Your dad, your dad grew up in a different time than you grew up because you grew up in the time of the Internet and in the time of the Internet. This is, by the way, this is the one thing that I'm the most of any like advicey thing. And I don't give advice on a lot of different subjects. It's the one thing I'm very passionate about. Your dad grew up in a time where to be an to be a comedian. Your dad grew up in a time where to be a comedian, the only way. Was there was one fucking old ass dude who worked at the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, and if that dude didn't like you, you're fucked. That's yeah. that's when that's when your dad grew. Up. Your dad grew up if the one fucking seventy year old white guy that worked at fucking Johnny Carson d- didn't like him, 
then you're screwed. Now, where the where you where you now the the universe that you live in is you could have you you could put a video of yourself doing a monologue in front of a million people, and if every single one of them fucking hates you except for a thousand, you you can have a, a fantastic career. That's the world that you live in. So take advantage of that world. Okay, because your your the world that your dad grew up in is gone. P comedians go on the Tonight Show, and no one hears you. You can build your audience for your thing on the computer. Take advantage of that. Okay, is that uh, does that make sense? It does. Take advantage of that, because it's new. I mean, it's not even like it's like two years old, but it's it's the world you live in. So you know, take 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 advantage of that. You know, I, I really don't have a choice but to, to go at it now, really. you got damn right. What would you say your name was? Modi. Modi, I look forward to seeing you on the For You page. I'll see you seeing me. Later, dude. Later. Call from... Ellie. Ellie! Hey! What's going on? I'm a gecko on the computer. Yeah, um... That's What great. are you? I'm, um, I'm just driving home from my friend's house, and I thought, hey, let me just call... Let me just call the therapy gecko, and here I am. Well, how do you know this friend? How do I know this friend? Um, I... I... I don't really know. I um I did um trivia at this uh, local bar in town when I first moved here, and um, I met another guy, and he's friends with this guy. And it's been a few years now, but um, I guess we got to know each other that way. It's been a That's few cool. years. Uh, yeah. How old are you? Um, it's not very nice to ask a lady that. But I'm 29. You're 29. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, I find it interesting because, you know, I hear all the time people say that they have a hard time um, making friends as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I found I, I've had a hard time making like, I mean, I have friends and I'm grateful for my friends. But, yeah, I do really feel like it, I, I don't find it easy to make more friends. Well, you made a friend in a pretty, uh, well, you went out to a bar and you just made a friend and, and you've been friends for a few years. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it is. It is. Thank you for that perspective. Um, do you, do you wish to make more friends? Are you happy with the amount of friends that you have? Um, I, I wish to make more friends. Um, I feel like I don't get out enough. Like, I feel like I'm starting to try to get out more. Like, tonight, I just decided, okay, I'm going to... I wanted to make food, and this friend was willing to sample my cooking. And so, I just went out and did it. But it's been a while since I've done something like this. When did you move to this place? <laughs> it's been four years. 
for a year. All right, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's Did been you a while. know anyone before you moved here? Um, I did, kind of. Like, this was my college town. And and then I, like, left for a few years, then I came back for work. So I kind of knew people because I went to college here. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you want to make more friends. Will you be my friend? Me being your friend... Well, here's, there's a couple things with that. Me being your friend wouldn't be super useful to you because okay. I doubt that I live in the same area um, that mm. you live. Okay. Also, you're putting me on the spot a little bit here because, you know, uh, look, we've been on the phone for like three minutes now. I feel like, not that my like first impression of you... And I try not to have impressions, all right? I try not to make judgments unless if I have what I feel to be sufficient amount of information to make them. But, um, uh-huh. you know, in the three minutes I've known you, I don't feel like it's been long enough for me to really determine whether or not I, I, I would be your friend. And I, and look, you to me as well. You know, I could be a far more heinous of a person than I've given off in this three-minute uh-huh. phone call. And possibly, uh, if I gave you more information about myself as a person, you might find that whatever impression of me that I've given you that made you want me to be your friend is now gone and replaced with something far worse, causing you to not Mm -hmm. want to be my friend. So for that reason, I think that as of this very moment, I don't know if it'd be a good idea for us to be friends. Okay. I respect that. Thank you. Of course. What did you say her name was? Ellie. Ellie. Ellie, let's look before we go. I want. I want to come up with. Let's, let's get an actionable thing here. What's something you can do to make more friends? What's something I can do to make more friends? Yeah. Um, I can probably just. You know, I spend a lot of time in my house, and I think one. Um, one thing that I could do, um, is just get out of my house more. I like that for you. I like that for yeah. you. Yeah. I think I want to do that. Well, you're in the car, aren't you? I am. Bingo. You're working on it. You're already there. Yeah. I like it. Thank you, Ellie. Thank, thank you, you so much for calling in. Well, thank you. You take care. All right, you too. Bye. She's already out of the house. Bam. Done. On to the next item of the to-do list. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Call from... Ultra laser. 
Ultra laser? Yeah. How did you come to be? How did you become ultra laser? How did I become ultra laser? Um, I don't know. I thought that the portmanteau of ultra and laser was a really cool combination. Hmm. Are you afraid to use your real name, or is this your real name? Well, I mean, my name is Rich. I'm not afraid to use my real name. So how come you didn't use it? Well, I didn't know what this was. Is it possible that through calling into my stream, you saw an opportunity to assume an identity that was not yours, therefore escaping the identity of Rich? You got me. Fresh persona that is not playing sure the problems me. of the old one. Absolutely. What are you escaping from? Tell me about the problems. Well, I don't know about that now. I can't really pour my heart out onto a stream. However, mm. things are dark for sure. You gotta light them up with the lasers. Light them up with the lasers. You ever thought about that? No. I like this. Good I feel thought. like this is an independent film. You're... Oh? You know, a guy who's experienced some trauma in your life. And you have... I feel like I've seen this in a lot of movies. You're a guy who's experienced some trauma in, in, in their life. And uh, you have an alternative reality. You know, a bridge to Terabithia. Um, the, whatever that fucking movie with Steve Carell. You have this sort of alternative right. reality to escape into um, to prevent yourself from feeling the feelings you don't want to feel what I think you should do is make Ultra Laser into a three part trilogy film series and sell the rights to Sony for enough money to retire and then you could truly escape your trauma by moving halfway across the world to like an island or something where you won't have to talk to anyone yes, ever again and you can just drink Stout beers. Mmm. Delicious. Well, thank you, Gecko. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ultra Laser. You have a good night. You too. Call from Emily. Emily. Hello? Hi. Emily, how, who, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm folding laundry while I watch the stream. Have we ever spoken before, Emily? We have. We have. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to see you soon. Oh, uh, yes. This is the Emily from uh, from Portland, who I'm visiting on my uh, Gack Across America journey. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. And we have spoken before. I think I've called in before on your Tuesday night sure. stream. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, listen, Emily, you know, before... Uh... Is there anything in particular that you wanted to talk about and you wanted to cover? No, well, I I called my friend Neil, actually, earlier, right before your stream, to ask sure. him to watch, to co-watch with me. And so I hope he's listening right now, because I was like, mark, mark my words, I'm going to get on tonight. And 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 then, I, and then I did. So so that's nice. But I also was thinking a lot about death 
tonight because of the stream. And I was thinking why I know I'm not dead is because, I don't know, I'm folding laundry and drinking wine and eating pasta. And I feel like that would be a really weird ghostly haunt or like simulation to be in. So well, you're assuming, well, you're assuming that, um, you're assuming that the pasta you're eating and the laundry you're folding and the wine that you're drinking is not also of the ghost world and that you are not able to interact with it because you yourself are a ghost. So here's the thing. If you're dead and you're a ghost, the pasta that you're eating, the wine you're drinking, and the Mm -hmm. laundry you're folding are of the ghostly world, and that's why you can interact with them. So it's not a guarantee. I don't think that those activities are are evidence enough that you are not dead. But I will say, I think it is good that you are thinking about these things because a lot of people, they live their lives um, not even stopping to think whether or not they are ghosts. So I commend you on putting in that effort in the first place. It's thank you. I it's funny cuz when when I saw the theme for tonight, actually I put on one of my like linen dresses cuz I was like if I'm going to like have a ghosty night of folding laundry and drinking wine and eating pasta, I might as well like really lean into the part and listen to this um stream about being a ghost. So I could be a ghost. And if so, I think I think I'm okay with that. I think I'd be at peace. This is kind of a nice ghostly haunting activity, especially talking to you. So. Of course, of course, Emily. I'm so glad to hear that. Not only have you thought about this, but you've accepted um, the multiple possible realities, which mm-hmm. will open you up to greater happiness. Because no matter what happens, you're fine. Exactly, and and you know, yes. I appreciate that, Gek. Of course, Emily. I'm I'm so happy I got to speak with you, and um, I'm excited to to come see you in Portland as part of my Gek Across America documentary. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see you. Maybe we can ghost around together, you know? Haunt some people. Well, well, I'm pretty sure I'm not a ghost. Oh, you're not? Okay. So then, so you're a, like, how do you speak? I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't know how far we could go with this, but... The fact that you can speak to a ghost, me, maybe. It's pretty impressive. Cool. You, have, you have quite the set of skills. Thank you. Thank you so much, Emily. <laughs> have uh, you, have, have a, a good night. The night. Take care. You too. Bye. Call from Becky. Hello? Hello? Is this a therapy gecko? Is this talking Tom? No, this is not talking, Tom. This is Becky. Becky, how you doing, Becky? I'm doing good. I just opened up my Reddit page to go to the subreddit, like the DMV subreddit, because I'm a DMV professional. And uh, I uh, came across d- d- uh, your Dragon Ball Z. DMV Department of Motor Vehicles. Oh, okay. You're right a D- here I in didn't know that there. Were, I didn't know that there was a DMV subreddit. You'd be surprised, Gecko. Hmm. Well, I mean, what do they talk about on there? They talk about how we waste everyone's flipping time, and we just stare at them, and we hate our lives. Honestly, the reason why I'm calling in is because lately I've been calling into those pastors on the TV, and they, you know, try to give me guidance. 
But uh, I called into the Joel Osteen guy, and even he told me to give up on my dreams. So really, I'm lost in life. Mm, so I'm I'm sort of the second uh, opinion yeah. after Joel Olstein. Joel, who is it? Joel Olstein. Yes, yes, he's the pastor. He's a he's a really smart, handsome, godly man on the television. Got it, got it. Okay, so he told you to give up on your dreams. What are your dreams? What, what did you say your name was again? Becky. Becky, what are your dreams? Becky. And what are your dreams, Becky? My dreams are to someday have a bunch of horses. I think I'm a horsey girl, but I always grew up in the city. But I just moved out here to Napa, California, and... I'm just ready to start my dreams, but I only have a California DMV salary. Mm. Well, now, tell me, before I give you the second opinion, I'd like to hear the first. Why did Joel, uh, why did Pastor Joel tell you to give up on your dreams? Well, honestly, I don't think he was giving me the lot of day. I'm used to man just, you know, passing me by. So what? I mean, what did he tell you? Why did he did he say it was unrealistic financially? Did he say that God hates horse people? What was his reasoning? He just told me that I'm what's what's known as a basket case, and it wasn't it wasn't worth my money. Like it kind of hurt me a lot. Mm. It wasn't worth your money. Does Joel? Do you have to pay to talk to Joel? Two hundred dollars. For ten minutes with Mr. Joel, or the handsome Joel Osteen. Does that money go directly to God, or does it fund his uh, car payments? Well, I'm pretty sure it funds God's ambitions. Okay. Do you do you believe that God? What? Well, okay. If you could talk directly to God, yeah. Do you, what do you think? What do you think he would tell you? He would tell me to well. This is kind of personal, but, you know, he probably would have told me that I shouldn't have lost my husband. Mm-hmm. That you shouldn't have lost your husband? No, isn't, uh, I mean, look, other him, him. O-F-F-E-D, often. Oh, often. Yeah. Okay. So you you murdered your husband. Allegedly. Well, this is a conversation for another day. You ain't a cop, are you? No, I'm a gecko. Oh. Well, I see you on the TV. You could be insurance salesman and all sorts of things. You should never give up on your dreams. You know what? Look. Let me tell you something, Becky, to really wrap this up here. What did you yeah. just tell me? You told me I should never give up on my dreams. At yeah, the absolutely. end of the day, Becky, Becky, at the end of the day, and I'm kind of learning this myself here. At the end of the day, you have to be your own you have to be your own cheerleader. Okay? Yeah. Okay, look, if if God or Joel Cock and Balls or me aren't gonna tell you to follow your dreams. Tell yourself that. What you just told me, be your own cheerleader, Becky. You, If you believe that I can follow my dreams, you believe yeah. that you can follow yours. So be your own cheerleader. Continue to uh, support yeah. yourself as you follow your horsey dream. And oh, thank um, you. Don't, don't rely on anyone else for validation. All right. Um, so where do I send 
send her two hundred dollars because this is way better than Jello Steam. Hmm. Uh, you can Venmo me at L Dresher. Oh, nice, nice. All right. Well, I'm gonna let this therapy gecko get back to his ways, but I appreciate the community service that you're doing, sir. Of course, of course, Becky. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful rest of the night. All right, and you as well. Thank you. Bye bye. Wait, it's three hundred dollars. Call from. To accept, press one. To send. Mystery caller, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm mean, just. I'm just kind of vibing right now. You're vibing? Yeah, a little bit. What the hell does that mean? Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I don't know, I'm just kind of like, I was, I was just, I'm, I just am right now. Uh, I don't know, I was just, dude, I was just being, and then I saw your phone number, and I called it, and I didn't think it was gonna actually pick up but here i am hmm. by the way i have news for you i know you're saying that you were being but at no point have you stopped being since no, the I've time not. in which you were referring to yourself being no I've, you still I've, are yeah, actually that yeah. kind of brings us a bit to the question here do you believe that you are i believe that i am nice as much as much as i can you know so you called in, and you didn't expect to get on. What did you expect? Um, well, I remember a while ago, I uh, I don't remember how long, but uh, I tried to call, and uh, it was it was busy. Uh, this would have been probably over a month ago, and then uh, and so I wouldn't. I was I thought maybe well, you probably get a lot of calls, so I wouldn't be shocked if the line was busy again, but. Um, it wasn't, so I guess now here I am, which is pretty neat. You know, I tell everyone, I get a lot of calls, this is true, but I'm gonna answer, you know, one, I'm, I'm going to answer someone, you know, so right. the, the chance, here's the thing, the chance that I'm gonna answer a call, it's 100%, so when you think yeah. of it like that, it's not, you know, it's it's not that crazy that you got in. Yeah, such a, it's really cool, yeah, I like the, the way you think, it's really cool. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so, um, I don't I'm know, uh, does it, so, hmm, I don't, I don't really know what to, to ask or to talk about right now. That's totally fine. So, so what, I don't know, just, just I guess vibing. just like, yeah, yeah. What about you? Do you believe that you are? Um. You know, I try to believe and have opinions on as few things as I possibly can um, being a citizen of Earth. Uh, so I abstain personally from a belief as to whether or not I am. 
very interesting. Is there a reason behind trying to hold very few beliefs? Is that like, like, like what, what purpose does that serve to you? Very well, interesting. Uh, it serves me a purpose of, well, here's the thing. Every single day, every single moment, I mean, even as I'm talking to you right now, as I'm talking to everyone, even as I'm browsing the internet, as I'm looking around, as I go on a walk in the woods, you know, as I take a shit, as I talk to my dad on the phone, as I eat a sandwich, I'm, I'm constantly at every single, I mean, as I'm dreaming... Dude, you know, constantly, at every single moment, every day, being presented with new information um, about the world. And um, I, I'm interested in being, uh, you know, open to that information. Uh, you know, uh, as, as, as widely as possible. So I try not to, um, you know, make beliefs about, I try not to assert firm beliefs as to whether or not I exist because every day I'm getting presented with new information that uh, could change that belief so I, I, I set nothing in stone interesting so do you think then that because I kind of have almost uh, like a, a similar like I try to make myself open to the, the different like information that exists in the world but instead of holding trying to hold few beliefs i i think i end up holding many different beliefs as much as i can and then constantly trying to challenge them and so as much as i may firmly believe in something i'm equally ready to change that belief into believing in something else you know i think that's smart Well, let me ask you something here. You you said to me that you believe that you exist, correct? Yeah. Now, and he and this is how I operate. You know, I do I do have beliefs. Some of my beliefs I'm more open to challenging than others. And I'm curious for you. Your belief that you exist. How open are right. you to challenging that? Hmm. You know, I actually, I very much challenge that uh, because I believe I, as much as I can firmly believe, because you know that um, I don't know who said it, but uh, very famously, someone said, "I think, therefore, I am," and that effectively is saying, "Well, there is something that is producing the thoughts in my brain, and that must exist, right?" But I mean, we really don't know where it all comes from. Like, as much as we can try and, like, describe, like, how our brains work and how thought happens, we really don't know necessarily where where thought and where our own, like, sentience necessarily exists from or exists because of. So, um, I don't necessarily know that I exist I can only believe that I exist in the way that that person described it I think therefore I am so something is producing what I describe as my own thoughts or at least that's what I would be led to believe but 
I think that maybe it doesn't necessarily even matter whether I do or do not exist because either way I treat existence in the same way. I still act and speak and live my same life whether or not I believe I exist or not. So I don't necessarily give too much thought into it a lot of the times just because it doesn't make a big difference. But if you really want to get down into it, uh, that's a belief that I hold firmly that yes, I do believe I exist, but also it's equally something that is difficult to challenge. And because of that, it's something I have to hold with a very large grain of salt because if I believe that I exist, I don't necessarily know that what that existence really is, you know? Absolutely. What did you say your name was? Uh, my name is Trevor. Sorry, I didn't quite get that in at the beginning of the call. It was a pleasure talking to you, Trevor. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the night. Yeah, you too. Thanks for hearing me out, you know? Of course. You take Keep care. Vibing. Call from... <laughs> to accept, press 1. To send a... Hello? Hello, Mr. Gecko. How are you? Hey, I've just been watching your uh, channel for a while with some of my friends here, and uh, my friend Robbie, he likes you a lot. Uh, I've I've never seen your Twitch. I don't even have a Twitch, uh, mm -hmm. but I'm just happy to be here. And I, I would like to, yeah, uh, I would just like to talk like a little about really anything. Um, some of these phone calls have been a little bit frustrating. I don't know for you, but for as a viewer, it's been a little bit rough. So um, I don't know. Let's try to spice things up a bit. Well, 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 Tom, what's your name? Well, tell me. Um, tell me why? Why have these phone calls been uh, frustrating for you? Oh my God! I just can't believe there's this many brain dead people in the world. People like to flap their lips and they just speak, but there's no substance that comes out of it. Sure. I'm not. Sure. I'm not saying that I know everything about everything, but it, people just like to talk, which essentially is why I'm here as well. But um, if there's any questions that you'd like to ask aside from the how do you know you're not dead because I just I don't have anything good for that other than the fact that I'm fucking miserable like all day like there's pain if existence is pain then we exist we're alive that's the end of that question so you oh, okay so not only did you say that the calls have been frustrating for you but you sense that and I'm not saying that they are I'm not I'm not confirming this sense in any way shape of or course. form but you right. sense that they're frustrating for me a Why minute yeah that? I just again people just like to talk and your show is meant for this very purpose um, I mean one caller just called you to talk about doing her laundry I mean I could call my I could call my fucking mom and talk to her about that people don't want to hear that you know you want to get some you want to get some calls with a little bit of sustenance you know drinking wine and folding laundry that's cute but call your boyfriend call your mom call your cousin about it don't call your show Right, you're the therapy gecko. You don't have time for this. Well, well. Uh, so I ask you then, and I'm curious because you say that your friend uh, is familiar with my stream, but you are not. Um, right. I mean, when you say, you know, let's get so that when you you're talking about how 
you think I should have calls with more sustenance. What? How would you define sustenance? Spice, as well, you refer to it as. Sure. Let's talk about exi- well. Talk about existence. Talk about anything. I don't know. Like if you've ever listened to uh, Howard Stern, he'll just hang up on calls that, you know, like you can tell early on when a call isn't going anywhere. Folding laundry is one of those calls, you know, and for you, I'm sure it's a little bit like you don't know. You're trying to give the benefit of the doubt to the caller because they've made it into the show. I get that. I'm just saying for us, we've just been trying. To, I don't know. I've been trying to get on your show. I don't know what I would say, but that's where I've landed on while listening to this woman fold her clothes and talk about essentially nothing. Well, so, so you're attacking the sustenance. I mean, uh, but still, okay, so here's here's my thing, though. I could you be wrong. Don't... It's just my opinion. Well, I don't... Well, no, well, yeah. here's, my thing. here's my thing, though, is you have stated examples of what you think does not constitute a uh, uh, sub- substance-full conversation. But I feel like I've yet to get from you an example of something that, in your opinion, would. I've only gotten the what would not, not an example of, you know, something that you find that you would think would be interesting. True. And the question at hand as well, I don't have a good answer for. The do we exist, do we not exist? Forget you could ramble on. Here. The, the question yeah, okay. is not that important. All that matters is, Agreed. you know, we're two people talking on the phone. Agreed. Yeah. All I can tell you is I'm really drunk with my friends who, my friend Robbie that loves you, and we've just been firing off phone calls just trying to get in. I didn't think I would get in, but here I am today. And, uh, yeah, he's he's got a shit-eating grin over there in the corner. He's They're dead silent. Like, sure. you could hear a pin drop in this place. You know, there sure. everything's all very tense here. Let me ask you something. You are are, you know, doing a lot of judging. You, I think you'd agree. Yeah, you're and I'm drunk, so take everything I say with a grain of salt. Sure, but you're doing a lot of judging here. Do you... Now, you, I mean, you have to assume that, you know, uh, you were watching the other callers, you were judging them based on your own uh, uh, criteria of what is substantial. Do you... And you, right now, are being judged by other people. Yeah, I'm aware. (laughs) If you're substantial, how do you feel about that? How do you feel being judged by others the way that you have been judging others? I think it's just the dog-eat-dog world, man. You get judged every day. Right now, I'm just on the platform. So you got to understand that whether or not you want to be judged, it's going to happen anyway, right? And you can try to be the good Christian boy. And just be like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not going to judge people by how they speak or what I think of them on the surface. But it's going to happen regardless. So the best way to go about doing things is to just do it as if you are going to be judged regardless. And you'll, I think you'd live a more fulfilling life that way. I, by the way, I think that's great. I really do. I think it's good to live in a way that uh, you're impervious to the judgments of others. However... You know, I, I think in hand, to aid that goal, I think it would be helpful for you to judge other people less. 
Because the more judgmental you are of other people, the more judgmental you're going to be of yourself, the more sustainable to other people's judgment of you you're going to be. Would you not agree with that? I think you're correct. Um, where I think there could be improvement is constructive criticism. While I could be very judgmental, I think it's still good to know that if you are a viewer or if you are a therapy gecko, you would want to know where the, where the other side of the coin is, right? I'm not telling you that I'm folding my laundry. In fact, I'm doing less than that woman is right now. I'm just sitting on my couch watching your stream, right? So I'm being less productive than she is. However, as a listener, that was a little bit frustrating. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot more people, not even, not even saying myself, I just feel like there's a lot more people out there that have, that have very interesting things to say. I can't say that I'm one of them, but I would, now you said I would you were like to think. Yeah. Uh, why are you miserable? Life is miserable, right? There's ups, there's peaks, there's valleys, there's everyday conflict. But if you know that you are miserable, then ex existence, existence is difficult, right? It's a constant struggle. So if you're miserable, you know that you're alive. Because the, the end is nothing. There's nothing there. There's, there is no fucking... And this is... All right. They're laughing already in the other room. This isn't a, this isn't a doom and gloom. It's just a... There's nothing at the end of the road, right? You just... You go to sleep. You go away. Sleep sure. is the reward, right? Sure. So if you're miserable, you're struggling, which is life. That is life. Life is a struggle. That's how you know you're existing. That's how you know you're living. You know what's funny? Um... I feel like in the call previously, I was just talking about not having so many set in stone beliefs because life is always giving me, you know, new information. And I feel like, again, you know, look, I'm not a real therapist. You know that. <laughs> but I feel like you've got a this this big heavy bag of beliefs about the world and about your life and about all these different things and they're they're, they're kind of pessimistic no and well they might I mean, be weighing you down a little bit here well honestly death is the reward at the end of the road that's the truth of it right i'm not like i say i'm miserable right cuz living is misery but I'm not. I'm I mean, not going right to end living it. Is, right there. Living is misery. You said. But that, then you get these the way, sprinkles. By the it's way, true. hold on. Listen. You said that. You said that, yes. You said, exactly. Right now, you said it's true. You are convinced. Living is misery. That is one of those. Believe me. I was just talking to the other caller. What uh, what beliefs are you more open to challenging here? You you. That that does not come off to me as one of the beliefs that you're willing to challenge. And I look again. I don't know you, man, but. I would maybe and maybe this is you know easier uh, uh, done easier said than done but leave that belief that life is misery open to a little bit of challenging okay I'll take that to heart good what you say her name was uh, you Calvin you yeah Calvin yeah I didn't think it was going to get on so sorry about that it's okay. Well, thank you so much for calling, Calvin. You have a good rest of the night. I appreciate it, Gecko. Thank you. You too.
Bye-bye. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at discounttire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.